You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class, lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being, and not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, friends. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so pumped you're here. We're talking two of my favorite topics today, so this was a good one to tune into. Two of my fave topics, self-care and astrology. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. A shout out to the human or whoever that sent you here, maybe your dog, I don't know. If you found it on your own, yay to the universe. I'm so glad you're here. We talk a lot. We talk a lot about astrology on this show and sometimes astrology can feel like so complicated, so technical and I don't talk about it in this way. I I learn a lot about astrology from my my astrologer friends, my mentors, but I like to bring it into a really accessible conversation. We're going to do that today. Speaking of little astro talk. It is Scorpio season. Scorpio season, like people like to say, oh, it's spooky season. It's Halloween, all that stuff. And like, yes, it is. But also Scorpio season is about transformation. It's about seeking out like in the darkness, in your shadows, in your subconscious, where you can heal and grow. And so I'm glad that you're here on this at this particular time of the year because it's really this show is about self-discovery and that's what we do here speaking of self-discovery i'm pairing up with yoga magic favorite my girl gina sival over at the podcast past lives in the divine for a super cool workshop that i hope you might join us for we will be exploring gifts our soul's gifts and doing some inner work to discover what your gifts are in this life, how you can use them for the betterment of the world. And we strategically placed this workshop a few days after the election as sort of a reminder that, you know, we all have purpose in this life and we do have control of what happens and how we can help people. So I'd love for you to join the two of us on Thursday, November 5th at 7 p.m. for a digital workshop. We'll start with really yummy restorative yoga led by me. We'll move into guided self-hypnosis with Gina and then together we'll move through some journaling prompts. So if you're not sure what self-hypnosis is, hop on over to the Yoga Magic Instagram to watch us chat and break it down on Instagram Live. More info on that workshop in the show notes. Okay, so today is a very special episode in celebration of the second full moon of the month, the blue moon. So these are kind of rare. They don't happen too often. Um, and when there's a, there's a second one, it's called the blue moon. And this one is in the sign of Taurus. Taurus is the sign of comfort. 
and warmth. And someone described it like cashmere. It's like a cashmere robe just wrapping you up. It's beautiful. You look good in it. Yummy. Taurus is also the sign of the stubborn bull. And so there's this kind of like weird juxtaposition of of beauty, of positivity, of like all this goodness in life and also how things can get really stuck. And knowing that next week is the election, a lot of people have lots of emotions, myself included, a lot of stress around the outcome and then the subsequent outcome of that and all of it together. I thought we could talk a little bit about self-care and building a self-care routine through a practice of self-discovery, and that being astrology. So self-care is just a topic that I love to talk about in general, partially because I, you know, it's a very buzzy concept. We talk about it a lot. Um, I mean, even a friend of mine recently was on a, was on like a conference for, what did she say? Digital security. And they started with this topic of self-care. So like it's everywhere. It's, it's a conversation that we're all having. But I, I don't know that we all know how to actually practice self-care, especially right now where our routines, our life feel really constrained. Like we don't have a lot of places we can go or we don't have a lot of things that we can do. We're at home a lot. Maybe our kids are at home. Our jobs have changed. All of this is so different. And so building a self-care routine can feel really daunting. There's so many things that are considered quote-unquote self-care. Taking a nap, meditating, eating food in a, like an actual like mindful way, eating food, going to the bathroom, taking a bubble bath. I mean, I'm just like throwing out a gazillion options, but there are so many different things you can do to take care of yourself. And so getting some direction on where to start, on what motivates you, on where your path is in this life can be really freeing. It can give you some focus so that you try on some things. You let them go if they don't serve you. You keep the ones you do and then you move on. This is how I've built my self-care practice um, over time. I'm still building it. I'm still evolving. And I wanted to share it with you. So I'll just preface this that, again, I'm not an astrologer. I really love the practice of astrology. I love the study. I have amazing friends and mentors that are very much astrologers. Um, But what I do is I use the basics. I use your birth chart. I use the signs to navigate what choices to make in your self-care routine. Um, I want to I want to call up my friend Meredith over at Earthling Astrology. She is a past episode, an amazing past episode if you haven't listened to that one already. Um, but she helped show me to pay attention to Mars as it relates to self-care. And Mars is the is the planet of motivation, of fire. I would never have thought about that. And it's been super helpful to know, okay, my Mars is in Capricorn, and that means blah, blah, blah. We'll get into it. It's also helped as I talk with my um, one-on-one clients, my self-care mentorship um, people, (laughs) that if they use their chart and they look at it, they can see just a little bit about who they are. They can see a lot, but at least in the basics, they can see who they are. You know, they can feel really validated in their choices and they also can stop shooting on themselves. I often hear friends say, I should meditate. 
Yeah, but also what if you don't want to meditate? What if it doesn't serve you at all? You don't have to do it. What if you're much better served making meals for people that need it? Like that's self-care too. So getting to know more about yourself through this process of astrology and applying it to self-care can be so helpful. Okay, so for the plan for this episode is that we're going to talk through the areas of the chart that I look to for direction when choosing um, self-care practices, when building that ritual. And then we'll talk through each sign and how it may relate to self-care, like what that what that particular zodiac signs means in the language of self-care. All of this is take it or leave it. You might find that one or two of these ideas work amazingly well. You might find that you want to dive in a little bit further and really study your own chart. If you like to study your own chart, I suggest um, a couple ways that you can pull that information. One of my favorite ways is to go to the astrologer Chani Nicholas's website and pull your chart from there. So you do need your birth date, your exact birth time, and your location in order to get this information. And then I also like the app Sanctuary. It's a free app. It has some, it has lots of information about the houses if you want to go down that path. Um, and then some of the good runners up that I like as well is just astrology.com and then also the app CoStar. So tons of ways that you can get your chart. You can get this information. You can also get a, a reading if you if you want. A professional reading is mind-blowing and I highly recommend my friend Meredith over at Earthling Astrology. So getting that information, just the basics, um, which we'll talk about in a moment, can be a great place to start. So before I get into the meat of this, I just have a really quick request. I know a lot of you have questions about these topics, self-care, astrology. If you find this to be helpful, if you find this does answer some of your questions, let me know. I would so appreciate it. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or even share the episode and tag me um, at Yoga Magic Podcast. And even if you, if you want, which would be amazing, even more amazing, leave a rating and a review for the show. Um, it's like podcast currency, please. <laughs> okay. So without further ado, let's get into this. I want to share a little more about astrology and self-care. Okay, so you've got your chart in front of you. You've pulled that information, hopefully. The aspects that we're first going to look at are your sun your moon, your Mars, your north and south node, and then the cycle of the moon that you were born on. Okay, that's those are the, the aspects that we're looking at. Let's start with sun. Your sun sign is your essence. It's the truest embodiment of who you are. This is where you resonate. This is where you shine the brightest. Sadly, you know, conditioning of life can sometimes subdue this light can really dampen it, but it is it is your truest essence. When you look up an astrological reading or a horoscope or something, you're usually looking up your sun sign. This is this is the the essence. Your moon sign is your subconscious. This is what happens when you know you are dealt with something really challenging and you have an automatic response, or you're dealt something really amazing and you have an automatic response without thinking. This is that that what you interpret in your dreams. This is the moon is in in the nighttime. So think of the moon as again what's happening, you know, behind the closed doors of your mind. The third aspect is looking at your Mars. What sign was Mars in when you were born? 
And this will tell you a little about your motivation. What fires you up? What gets you going? What keeps you moving forward? Um, The next one is to look at the south and north node. And I love this this topic of south and north node, this, this part of your chart. And I actually really didn't know much about it until a friend of mine who was on the pod earlier, talked about talked about it. Susan, I want to say she's episode two. What she'd said and what I've learned more is that you enter this life with your south node, right? Like this is your conditioning from past lives. This is where you are, are you're born into in, in your youth. And as you grow up and as you evolve over time, throughout your entire life, you move closer to your north node. You start to embody that particular archetype. And it's important that this is an evolution, that this takes time. And when we move too quickly from south to north, we will sometimes skip steps. And it, and it, isn't, it isn't in its best form. So we really want to see it over time. You want to develop this. And I'll talk about more what that means. But think of this as sort of your life's path, moving from your south node into your north node. And then the final aspect that I really like to look at in a chart is the cycle of the moon that you were born on. So this can help to identify when your really magnetic times are in the month. Um, Maybe this is a great time to do some meditation or journaling or just build a ritual around this time. So I was born on a full moon, and so full moons feel really extra special for me, and I like to build something special. Okay, so those are the the pieces I like to look at. I'm going to review them. Sun, moon, Mars, south and north node, and then the cycle of the moon that you were born on. Okay, pull those out. Find out what signs resonate in those um, particular planets. Okay, so now that you know this is, these are the areas of the chart to look at, I'm going to give one word for every sign and how we can sort of theme self-care for those signs, okay? Hopefully these resonate with you. You can always just Google these signs to find out more like what truly embodies that particular sign, but I think one word will, will boil it down a little bit as it relates to self-care. All right. So Aries, self-loving, Taurus, comfort and beauty. I guess these aren't just one word. There's some like a couple words, one phrase. (laughs) Gemini, versatile, cancer, nurturing, Leo, radiant, Virgo, organized, Libra, balanced, Scorpio, transformative, Sagittarius, optimistic, Capricorn, accomplished, Aquarius, forward-thinking, and Pisces, compassionate. Okay, so if these archetypes, each of these signs, and we remember those words, we can build more off of that um, as it relates to each of those planets that I was talking about earlier. Okay, so let's put these all together. How to apply your sun sign, your moon, your Mars, your north and south node to these archetypes and what that means. So let's start with sun. My sun is in the sign of cancer and cancer is the embodiment of nurturing. I like to think of it as a big mama bear, just wants to love on everyone, wants to take on that motherly characteristic. Yeah. And some ideas knowing that the essence, the sun, the shining, the brightest is in cancer, 
would be to nurture someone, to take care of someone. An idea that I often go to um, for really taking care of myself but also nurturing others is to help someone. Maybe cook a meal for my elderly neighbor or volunteer. When I volunteer, even if it's something that's really like physically demanding or draining, I feel so good. It makes me feel good to help other people. Again, my son is in cancer. Maybe it's spending time with your kids or your family. Also, you know, making sure that you're being nurtured too, right? That it's it goes both ways. And that's maybe just a communication with the people that that you love, making sure that they're nurturing you. So that's an example of sun sign in cancer using the strength of that particular sign and building a practice that really works well with those strengths. Um, Okay, so moving on to moon. If moon, your moon, again, subconscious, your dreams, things happening behind the scene are in the sign of, say, Capricorn. Capricorn, again, is the accomplished, the go-getter, the doer. If your moon is in Capricorn and you know that you know, your, your subconscious is really motivated by accomplishment, something you might do is building a challenge for your practices. So perhaps you, you know, you're meditating regularly right now, but you're not feeling particularly motivated by it or it doesn't, it's not doing a whole lot for you. Build a challenge for yourself. I'm going to meditate five days in a row for five minutes, whatever it is. That would be a really Capricorn thing to do. Another fun Capricorn moon study is to look at your dreams, to truly start a dream journal um, and, and start to watch for trends. Study that, like take on that doer Capricorn embodiment and and look at your dreams. Okay, Mars, the next aspect that I like to look at. Mars is motivation. Mars is what gets you out of bed. Mars is what makes you actually do these self-care practices. And it can be really helpful, I think, in a validating sense to look at Mars. Like if you're a doer, if you're a Capricorn Mars, like, yep, this might not be a hard thing to like get yourself motivated. But if you're a a Pisces Mars, if if your Mars is in Pisces in your birth chart, you might feel like getting out of bed in the morning is really hard, especially to meditate or to have a morning routine. Um, just give yourself compassion. So yeah, let's speak to Pisces Mars in general. If you, if it is hard to wake up in the morning to do you know a twenty minute, thirty minute, however long your morning routine is, then don't don't do it. Don't should on yourself about that. Maybe move your your self-care moment, your meditation, whatever it is, to later in the day when you feel more awake, if that's you. So look at your Mars in a way that allows you to set yourself up for success, right? To know that you you don't have to do everything, that there are certain motivators that will keep you moving forward that will set you up for success so that you can commit to this a little bit more. I want to break down Mars for each sign because I think this concept is a little bit harder to grasp more so than your sun and your moon. Um, For those of you that maybe aren't thinking about astrology all the time, like me. (laughs) So remember, this may be how motivation manifests for you, but it also may not be. It just depends on your whole chart. Um, But this is a great place to start. So for Aries, I would say Aries 
a great way to motivate yourself in in a world of self-care is to consistently study and assess your self-care plans. Are they serving you? Make new plans as necessary. Like, really, are they serving you? Aries is the sign of self. And if it's serving, you think it's serving you, but actually it's like serving another person, that's not going to work for you. Again, this is looking at if your Mars is in the sign of Aries. Next, Taurus. Taurus is really motivated by beauty and comfort. So a Taurus, a Mars and Taurus, might find that creating a beautiful space for self-care rituals will help you stay motivated. Gemini is super versatile, really loves to try new things and change their mind a lot. And that's great. Changing preferences is perfect. Um, And so give yourself permission to tune into your intuition about what you need that day, that it might change day to day, hour to hour. Listen to what you need to self-care rather than what you should do. Um, Cancer. So there's a a huge and emotional element to cancers. wherever that is in your chart, the water sign. And they're really here to to nurture. Again, I talked about like that mama bear. Nurture the soul. So when you're, if you have Mars and Cancer, you might look at your self-care practices and just make sure that they're nurturing your soul and that they're allowing you to release. You know, you might not get a ton of motivation out of a self-care practice that, is really movement focused that's like helping you lose weight or something like that like that's probably not your jam but you know shadow work where you're allowed to release some stuck emotions maybe cry maybe like dance off your your face off whatever (laughs) whatever it is like that could be a huge motivator for cancers leo leo's the people say the drama queens but like yes i when i mean a leo i'm just like Go big. Like if Leo was a yoga pose, they would be star pose, 100%. <laughs> so if you are, if your Mars is in Leo, just go big. Whatever you do, do it all out. Stay motivated by like making it a moment, making it a self-care moment. I'm, I'm like visualizing, I had this, I think I talked about my big fluffy robe right now and just like wearing it around the house and like a face mask and just like making it a huge thing. And that's okay. That might be all you want to do. Maybe you you tell people about your self-care plan. Maybe you have a podcast about your self-care plan. (laughs) Like me. Who knows? Okay, Virgo. Create a damn list for your plan. Virgos love those lists. Make a a plan for your your self-care. I recently took this awesome workshop on self-care and the person that was facilitating suggested using asana, which is a, a like a to-do list software, free software, like a free thing that you can use on your computer and just like little reminders for yourself and you can check those off. So amazing. Virgos, you would totally love this. Keep you motivated to like be able to actually check it off when you've done it. Libras. Um, Libras are all about balance. So creating a consistent self-care plan that is really balanced. And when I say balance, I mean both head and heart. So both emotional and physical moments of like true rest and discovery and then moments of, you know, really nurturing your physical body too. eating good food, taking naps, taking a bath. It's really that balance of both. 
Scorpio, you're going to consistently want to seek out transformation. And a great motivator for a Scorpio, a Mars and Scorpio, is to look at some before and after. Like, take pictures. If it's a journey of... I hate weight loss. I don't like to talk about weight loss. But like if it's a journey of movement, you want to start moving your body more. Perhaps you you take a picture of your your yourself on a walk. And then you take another picture a couple months later on that walk. And like look at how you might be different. For Scorpio, there is this element of diving deep, of digging deep. And so journaling on that process and seeing where you were at when you started – whatever it is, perhaps it's deep meditative work, maybe it's hypnosis, maybe it's shadow work, and then also looking at where you are when you've completed that or you're, you're full into it. Sagittarius. Sagittarius, I wish I had more Sagittarius in my chart. I don't have any. And I feel like I'm an optimistic human, but Sagittarius, they're like, they've left the party. They're so positive. They're so happy. So whatever you're doing, if you have Mars in Sagittarius, you want to make sure that your self-care practices bring you joy, that they fill you up. I think that's true of everyone, but this is especially true for those Sages out there. Capricorn. I talked a little bit about Capricorn, but this sense of accomplishment, of, of being able to like know that you're doing something. You are the doer, that you're motivated by getting ahead. And I think a really motivating thing to do for a Capricorn, a Mars in Capricorn, is to reward yourself when you do those self-care practices. You know, maybe it's like you're, you've done your meditation for an entire month. Now I reward yourself with a massage or something like that. Something that feels good on both ends. Like, yes, self-care does feel good, but it does take some discipline and work. So reward yourself when you get there. Aquarius. Um, Aquarius love to learn new things. They're okay with like being the wallflowers, being the people that do things, you know, that not everyone else is doing. So just build a practice. Stay motivated to build a practice that brings you confidence and comfort in who you are. There's no judgment of what you're doing. Maybe what you're doing is a little bit weird. I mean, some of my self-care practices are flipping weird. Doesn't matter. You just do you, Aquarius. <laughs> And then finally, Pisces. And I talked a little bit about Pisces and how this relates to motivation. Really just make sure, Pisces, that you're you're nurturing your empathic side, that you're protecting your energy, that you're observing and, and doing what you intuitively need versus shooting on yourself um, and just knowing that like sometimes you might be just so slightly slower to get there because you're feeling all these other things. But then once you're there, you're, you're in the right spot. So that's the nitty gritty on Mars on the planet Mars on the motivation go ahead check out your chart see which signs in there and apply it as it makes sense okay let's talk about south and north node so I'd mentioned south is is south node is how you enter this life north node is essentially where you're evolving and I really love to look at this knowing that your life's path does change a lot it just provides a lot of clarity in some of the self-study work that you're doing, you know, where you're going in this life, what conditioning did you come into before you got here? What conditioning are you gathering as you grow older? I use myself as an example. So I entered this life as a Libra in my South Node, all about those um, balancing, you know, all about making sure everyone is comfortable, really diplomatic, and my north node is in Aries, which is quite a bit different. Aries is the sign of self. It's about seeking out clarity and 
consistency and confidence in myself. So as I'm moving into, I don't know, I'm not that old yet, 34, in this like first, second, third of my life, I'm I'm starting to feel this. Like, oh, I don't have to make everyone happy? Cool. I can talk about weird shit on my show and it's fine? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, it's a journey. I, I don't want to, you know, like force it by any means, but Getting comfortable, getting confident over time in what I'm interested in, what what suits me is part of my journey, is part of my path. So check out your south and, south and your north node to find out, you know, where you're headed. What's What are you moving forward to? Okay, the last cycle, the last little aspect of your chart that is super fun to look at, not as in-depth, but just a fun option is to look at the moon cycle and where it was when you were born, that night that you were born. So I was born on a full moon I talked about. I love to do some extra special rituals around the full moon. Um, You know, if you are in a less conspicuous time of the moon, great. You can find out when that is each month. Put it in your calendar. Maybe take five minutes to meditate. If you happen to be a new moon or really close to a new moon or a full moon, there's lots of amazing practices out there, things that you can do journaling. I have tons on my Instagram. Um, A really great resource if you're looking for some specific new moon and full moon rituals is Spirit Daughter. She has these awesome workbooks that you can complete. Um, They usually give an astrology reading and then also lots of journaling and it's so cool. So check out your moon cycle. See where you're at. It might be super wild to know like, oh, I'm a full moon baby or I'm a new moon baby or whatever it is. Remember, full moons are all about releasing. New moons are all about um, setting intentions. So try that on, see how it goes. All right, friends. In conclusion, just building a self-care routine, it should be really fun. I hope that this is fun information. There's just there's so many things that you can do to building your self-care to finding what actually suits you. So having a little guidance can can be really, really helpful. If this is resonating with you and you want to know more, let me know. This is my jam. This has been so much fun. I work with clients one-on-one in this um, self-care journey in building a routine. This is, I just started this work the last gosh, couple months. Um, I have nine clients that I'm working with right now and it's been so much fun for both of us, I think. I'm speaking for them, but I, I think we're finding a lot out about what really works for them and what doesn't, what we can release. I am taking on some new clients starting in December. So if this is really, you know, again, resonating with you, shoot me a note. I'd love to chat. I can tell you more about the mentorship program. But in the meantime, friends, I appreciate you listening to this so much. I hope that, you know, whatever you're doing, it fills you up before you go. If, again, this helped you, if this is something that you think would help another person, go ahead and share it. Share it with a friend. Share it on Instagram. Tag me at Yoga Magic Podcast or ashleysondergaard.yoga. And I'll make sure to say thank you because I appreciate you being here. All right. Well, tune in next week, everyone. Thank you so much. 